0: Well, good evening and welcome to the Festival of Leo. Perhaps we can begin by saying the Gayatri, the ancient Indian mantram that has long been used as an invocation of the Son of Righteousness.
1: O thou who
0: givest sustenance to the universe, from whom all things proceed, to whom all things return, unveil to us the face of the true spiritual sun, hidden by a disk of golden light, that we may know the truth, And do our whole duty as we journey to thy sacred feet. It said that when the glory of a man's inner God is seen, when his radiance shines forth as it does in those who have preceded him along the path, then shall the sun of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. So this is a beautiful image that conveys the illuminating power of truth and one that is well worth holding on to in our meditation. The gay tree veils many levels of awareness and releases forces in accordance with the spiritual concentration of those who meditate upon it. For many, these will be the potencies of the light of the soul, a light that we are all seeking to invoke on a daily basis. And for the major part of the cycle of incarnation, the soul takes little notice of our daily affairs and activities. But when we start to tread the path and deliberately invoke its light, the solar angel collects himself, scatters not his force, but in meditation deep communicates with his reflection. And This is the first rule of white magic and it heralds the entrance of the soul and its transforming power into our lives. So those who are striving to bring the light of the soul down to to earth are performing a valuable service to the whole, as it is in this light that thought forms of a rare and diverse quality can be constructed. Julio is very much associated with the light of the soul. In fact, with light of all kinds, as the sun is both its esoteric and its exoteric ruler, it is therefore not surprising that illumination is one of its key features, as Leo's energy enters our solar system. It takes on the qualities of the second ray of love wisdom, while on its own level, the constellation is conditioned by the first ray of will and power and the fifth ray of concrete knowledge. So these three rays are a potent mixture for the second and fifth rays work very closely together on the plane of mind, enabling thought forms of love and light to be constructed with ease. While the first ray of will supplies the power to project them into the world, to do their transforming work. So to examine this a little more closely, the fifth ray is known as the light bearer. And it's preeminently the substance of the mental plane. So this conditioned mental substance is highly volatile and readily reacts to impressions coming from one source or another and thoughts are easily created therefore however as we are all as we all know the problem is controlling the process and rendering our minds susceptible to impressions from higher rather than lower s- sources the type of impressions that we respond to determines the quality of the thoughts we build in response So if we can maintain consciousness at a higher level, the myriad streams of astral energy that are currently swamping the planet will not be able to drag our thinking into the lower realms of desire. And the fogs of glamour and delusion can effectively be pierced to be further dispersed. Fortunately, the fifth ray is very susceptible to the energy of love-wisdom, and this is a great help in making our thoughts the vehicles of light and love, that is, once we have shut the door to lower psychic forces. The fusion of second-ray love and fifth-ray concrete knowledge gives rise to wisdom, because all wisdom is knowledge gained by experience and implemented by love. So we see the fifth ray is essentially a light-bearer, readily responding in time and space to the light of the Logos and transmitting it to Earth. And this is why the mind is regarded as illumined when higher contacts are present, and as an illuminator where the lower planes are concerned Looking at it in another way, the universal mind, as it pervades all levels of our conscious planetary life, is the creative agent and form-building factor making the revelation of love possible. In Leo, we therefore have a wonderful opportunity to become sensitive to higher truth, but equally we can become lost if we let the egotistical mind become addicted to its separative thought-form-building tendencies. For like any game or puzzle, building thought can become an all-consuming habit, leading to an unhealthy fascination and indulgence. Rather than using the mind as a simple conveyor of the light of truth, which it's meant to be, and this is one of the dangers facing our civilization in the form of an over-reverence of the intellect. In one sense, this is understandable, as mental advancement is the goal for the majority of mankind at this time. But the problem lies in its over-development rather than moving on to the next evolutionary step, the use of the higher mind and intuition. Currently, the outstanding achievement for human race is its ability to function with mental clarity, to interpret phenomena, relate information, and create needed thoughts or concepts around them. Three major fields of thought, science, philosophy, and psychology, fall into this area. But the Tibetan pointed out that religion is not included. In these categories, because if it were, the religions of the world would not be, quote, vague, speculative, mystical, and glamour-controlled systems which they are at present. Since that time of writing, there are now many religious thinkers and servers reflecting on shared doctrines and thoughts from other religions. Interfaith movements thrive. And there is hope in the Tibetan's words that only when the light of the soul illumines trained and one-pointed minds will we begin to formulate the one universal religion, recognizable by all. Revealing another kingdom of nature, the fifth or soul kingdom, with its
1: own laws and principles.
0: However, even science, philosophy and psychology have been largely dedicated to the illumination of life's material side and to the development of the little self of the personality, symbolized by the lion of Leo. In the Science of the Emotions by Bhagavan dust. It refers to the more, he refers to the more advanced of present day humanity as being at a stage when intelligence has attained its highest development, but is now overshooting the mark in some quarters, becoming exaggerated beyond its due purpose in some areas, such as the over recording of data in business, over supervision, wrongly directed education, and so on. And coming back to the point made earlier about truth, he writes that the culmination point of this high growth of er error... Sorry. And coming back to the point made earlier about truth, he writes that the culmination point of this high growth of error is reached when professional philosophers assert that the object of philosophy is the pursuit of truth when it should in fact be truth itself. For the pursuit of truth involves a love of the chase more than the expression of that which is already in us. He goes on to say that not until the springs of pleasure and pain are reached and plumbed till mere superficial and cynical modes of asking are cast away. Not until the human heart is pierced shall truth be known. So the revelation of truth and the need to express clear reasoned thinking is being discussed today in very public forums. A well-known example is the Harvard political philosopher Michael Sandel who has done much to challenge students in countries around the world to think deeply about the issues which confront us, highlighting the difficult decisions that have to be made between greater and lesser principles in decision-making and policy-making. Another example is provided by public debates, such as that between two philosophers, Jordan Peterson, and Slavic Zizek on Happiness, Capitalism versus Marxism. Although starting from widely different perspectives, as they mutually listened to, discussed, and challenged each other's conclusions, they began to respect and understand each other's point of view. The event drew a huge crowd as well as being viewed by millions online, reflecting the deep need and appreciation for intelligent debate around important issues. So this stands in contrast to superficial and opinionated views formed without sufficient research, lacking in understanding and compassion. As more individuals become integrated personalities, we can expect the roar of the lion, the symbol of the integrated, assertive personality in Leo, to no doubt be heard ever more widely before it pauses to drink deeply from the waters of life and becomes sensitive to a higher force. It's interesting to note that the Nature of the rays is the subject and inspiration behind the new psychology. We're told that the fifth ray was due to be in manifestation at this time, but is being withdrawn prematurely by special arrangement between the Lord of the world and the Lord of the fifth ray. And this is because it was thought that its special impulse has served its purpose in humanity's spirit of discovery and that, quote, any further intensification of the mental processes just now might prove disastrous in the light of the imminent spiritual crisis
1: of approach.
0: At present, it seems that the intellectually polarized, hold the lower mind in too much esteem. But it's also true that the more mystically inclined often denigrate its importance. As is generally the case, it's the middle path that is the correct one. And all the lower vehicles that make up the I am consciousness, mental, emotional and physical, have their part to play. When rightly aligned, they form the doors through which the kingdom of God can enter and establish itself on earth. The I am consciousness is transmuted into a higher group state of awareness, encapsulated in the keynote folio. I am that and that am I, where the individual works creatively to distribute the qualities of group love and relationship that he or she has become a conscious part of. In this connection, Dane Ridger remarks that the individual is the lens and through the light of all suns and stars, and though the light of all suns and stars be converging upon that lens, Yet it is one single lens that focuses the multifarious rays of light. The tragedy, Roger goes on to say, is that we do not easily accept God and man, the changeless harmony of the universal whole, and the fact that while we have a sense of identity and wholeness as I, we nevertheless are parts of the whole, of this harmony. We do not accept the relatedness of God and man, of man and God. We yearn to be divine, spiritual, but we understand the process by wanting to belittle and perhaps erase our humanhood. So the problem of balancing and rounding out our sense of identity so that we are part of the greater whole, while still remaining a conscious, integrated individual, is resolved by the fusion of light that takes place between the soul and the personality. For our identity is always determined by the power and quality of the light we work with and express ourselves through. So this opens up the whole field of telepathy and sensitivity to impression. The more spiritually magnetic we make ourselves through invocative meditation, the more powerful and effective will be the energy we evoke in our consciousness and are therefore able to give it out to the world.
1: This naturally supposes
0: a high degree of purity and alignment, as is the case with any magnetized object. It's encouraging to think we can become so impressionable, in a positive way that
1: is. So as we become
0: magnetically impressionable, thought forms are easily sculpted in shapes and colors according to the quality and source of the inspiration to which we attune ourselves. We've learned from many incarnations as separative, selfish beings, how easy it is to conjure up images of desire and mold thought around them. But working with divine ideas is just as easy once we've managed to lift our consciousness Out of the currents of desire and into the stream of intuitional love that is seeking precipitation on earth. And because we are working with consciousness itself, with the soul of things, we don't have to become engrossed with how the actual thought forms we are creating might look on the inner planes. We work instead with the energies qualities and purposes we are seeking to bring through. The form takes care of itself and the higher the source of inspiration we touch, the more beautiful and radiant will be the thoughts we shape, attracting the very highest type of mental essence through which they can be expressed. Furthermore, the greater the intention and therefore the closer the created thought forms are to the archetypal plan, the greater will be their longevity, sustained by keeping our inner eye upon them. So this is a reflection really of how the soul works. For in its turn, the personality is but a thought form of the soul. And when its purpose is fulfilled, the soul withdraws its gaze, abstracting the life from the physical form, which then disintegrates. So this law is well known to the initiate too, even while in incarnation in a physical body. And he can manipulate its appearance to the outer world according to his will. It's summarized in the following sutra by the Indian sage Patanjali. By concentrated meditation upon the distinction between form and body, those properties of the body which make it visible to the human eye are negated or withdrawn and the yogi can render himself invisible. So here we have the opposite of the power to illumine the power to take away light in order to refocus it and the consciousness elsewhere. The yogi, through concentration and meditation, can acquire the power to center his consciousness in the true or spiritual man and to control the thinking principle to such a degree that he has the total power over his physical manifestation. We are familiar with the law as a man thinketh, so is he. But it's equally true that where a man thinketh, there is he. At will, the trained seer can withdraw his consciousness from the physical plane and centre it on the mental. At will, he can shut off the light. And when that is the case, visibility is negated, and from the standpoint of the human eye, he disappears. He also becomes intangible from the point of view of touch, and inaudible from the standpoint of hearing. So it's this phenomenon that demonstrates the reality of the hypothesis that there is nothing but energy of some form or another, and its directing agent is thought. This is an example, really, of the staggering powers of the initiate. It's interesting how keen we are to fantasize about such possibilities in fiction by book and film. But this is not sheer escapism. It's the subconscious reclaiming of our divine heritage. It's only knowledge of the laws of thought form building that stands in the way of the miraculous powers that humanity is on the way to expressing. In the last analysis, everything in existence is built by thought and thinking on some level is all there is. The
1: appearance is the illusion that reveals the thought, yet hides the thinker.
0: This is applicable to the whole of creation, for the manifested worlds are the thought of God, the ultimate thinker. So to bring matters down to earth though, our immediate concern is to work with the intuitional and abstract thought right here and now the challenge of simply concentrating in this distracting and busy world is a difficult one, as environmental impacts of desire and random thoughts impinge on us all the time. But each time we free the mind of inconsequential thought and build anew in the light of the soul, we are contributing to the salvage of the world through creation of substantial thought forms filled with the energy of truth
1: and universality.
0: Ultimately, the knowing of truth requires not so much long, complex mental reasoning, but rather a completely new way of using the mind as an eye to the inner worlds. It's easy to do this in group formation, as a more powerful point of creative tension is created with which we can all work. The group then extends its gaze outwards into the world, transmitting the received vision into the hearts and minds of all. So let us now come together and work in this way to restore the plan Of love and light on earth. So we'll be using the. Letting in the light meditation. And I'll read out the stages as we go along. For online viewers the meditation will appear on the screen. This evening the. Meditation is held just before the peak of the full moon at 7.31pm, which is summertime this evening. So you are welcome to stay in the very short time available after the meditation to link up with us at this time.
1: Meditation, letting in the light. Group fusion. We
0: affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of the new group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity. And encourage them.
1: Alignment.
0: We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart, the great ashram of Sanakamara, and towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. Extend the line of light towards Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known.
1: interlude
0: Hold the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energies streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination endeavor to see the three planetary centers Shambhala, hierarchy and humanity gradually coming into alignment and interplay.
1: Meditation Reflect on the seed thought, I am that, and that am I. Precipitation, using the
0: creative imagination, we visualize the energies of light, love and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on earth in prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest. We use a sixfold progression of divine love as a sequence of energy precipitation. Shambhala, hierarchy, the Christ, the new group of world servers, men and women of goodwill, and physical centers of distribution.
1: Lower interlude. We refocus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram.
0: through my
1: group, and throughout the world. You visualize the downpouring
0: spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy, streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. Consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher, the Christ.
1: Distribution
0: As the great invocation has sounded we visualize the outpouring of light, love and power from the
1: spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary
0: inlets London, Darjeeling, New York Geneva, Tokyo Irradiating the consciousness
1: of the whole human race. From the point of light
0: within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light Descend on earth.
1: From the point of love.
0: Within the heart of God. Let love stream forth. Into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center. Where the will of God is known let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center, which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door, where evil dwells let light and love and power restore the plan on earth
1: (tries) Oh, <tries> 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 Well, thank you, everyone. Lovely meditation. Well, while we are
0: going to just hold this moment of silence, um, just over the period of the peak of the full moon, I'll just mention that on our upcoming events, that the Virgo full moon will be held on Wednesday, the 30th, of August at 6.30 here in the library, and of course online, while the New Moon Meeting of Leo will be an online event in two weeks' time on Tuesday, the 15th of August at 6.30.
1: we'll just sit in silence and link up together. It's um, 28 minutes past. The actual time is 31, 19.31, 7.31. Thank you, everyone,
0: for your participation tonight. And um, a thank you to our friends online who stayed to do that link-up as well. Night to you, and uh, we'll see you in about two weeks' time.